We've got a roundup of recent restaurant news that's coming up next on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today are Joel Stennett. Hello, everyone. Haley Cawthon. Hi there. And Michael L. Jones. How are you doing out there? Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news along with plenty of sharp opinions about what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. Been a while, Michael, since we've had a nice restaurant roundup. So Yeah, yeah, it has been a while, yeah. but it, it seems with the holidays, yeah. you know, every, our schedules were off. Yeah, there was a there was a flurry yeah. of news in there, yeah. I think. I mean we we obviously just gonna cover a few things here, but you know, late in the year couple things happening there but and then early you know january is supposed to be a slow time in yeah. the restaurant restaurant so. news never stops no <laughs> it never does so well, let's start out with marco's pizza uh that's a chain but it's a, it's a fast growing chain as i understand it uh, yes uh and um i think they didn't they opened their first one at the end of 2022 and there's four now mm-hmm. and the latest is in jefferson town at 3831 uh, Ruck Regal uh, Parkway, and it's a big milestone. It's their 12th um, or 1200th location. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, they're having a big celebration tomorrow that I'm going to. But I wrote the, the it actually opened on Monday. So. Yeah. Um, Shay, our, our editor here, swears by Marco's. I've never tried it. so I, I haven't tried it either, well, so I'm try looking it forward yeah. to it because I'm like, why is it so fast growing? <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, I can't remember what magazine you cited one time when you wrote about him. I think it was like one of the franchising magazines. Yeah. They mentioned it was like one of the fastest. Yeah, uh, Q, QSR magazine. Yeah. Quick serve restaurants. Yeah, this is a, one, of the, one of the fastest growing chains in America, so... Um, has kind of a yellow color, yellow and black thing going yeah. on. I think I was able to try it last year when I was in St. Louis, and it was it pretty was pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah, especially for chain pizza. Yeah. Well, I know they have one uh, in New Albany, and then uh, they just kind of they're uh, yeah. I think there's one Jeffersonville too. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're they're coming for us. They're and, coming for Louisville <laughs> and Dixie. Yeah. Well, the, one of the CEOs they have co CEOs, mm-hmm. and one of them is from Louisville, oh, which is why they that's why uh, <clears throat> one to kind of d- dominate the Louisville market. But um, this store, all the stores in Kentucky and Indiana, are actually owned by a franchisee. And uh, they're the largest Marcos uh, uh, franchisee. They have like 120 locations. Oh, okay. And uh, they are planning to even more Marcos in this area. They want to be in every part of our MSA. Yeah, gotcha. So. All right. Well, if you hadn't tried it yet, it sounds like so- it sounds like you're gonna because it's coming. It's coming all. Uh, uh, it, it's. Uh, Hoagland uh, Restaurant Group, and their parent company is Highland, and they're the ones that have those ice kiosks, I'll, you know, where you can buy bulk ice oh. and get water. It's the, like the same company. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered about that. Um, all right, let's see here. Switching gears uh, to fried chicken, Royals Hot Chicken. Um, that is That just reopened in Nulu, right, Haley? Right. I it wasn't really closed. I think they did most of the work in like 
a day. Oh, <laughs> they okay. might have just closed for a day. Oh, okay. Um, but it was I like, was wondering because I like I never heard anybody say, "Oh, that's closed." No, <laughs> I th- it was just mostly cosmetic upgrades. Um, yeah. They said Royals had been around has been around for almost ten years now. It opened in 2015 there in Nulu, mm-hmm. um, and they wanted to refresh it, and um, it it actually got more colorful, which I think is different than what a lot of other fast casual brands have done. Like if you notice the McDonald's of our childhood and stuff <laughs> has gone all corporate and gray. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely it has a cleaner look for right. sure. And I think a lot of people did a lot of like whites and like clean lines and yeah. s- certain kind of minimal, minimal, minimalist aesthetics. But um, Royals like went back with like a pop of color and they're like inspired by yeah. spice. And so um, you can see a photo. of Yeah. I could see that more in like, um, I think of, say like chipotle or uh qdoba they kind of have like a more colorful um kind of palette than than a, like a fast food restaurant but i well, guess this is an unhealthy restaurant <laughs> news edition <laughs> yeah exactly. pizza and fried chicken <laughs> <laughs> yeah where do you where do we get to well i think uh, where do we get to the dog treat story but uh um, <laughs> all right let's see here um so joel you had a, a restaurant story here sort of uh this is more more of a uh coffee shop than a restaurant but uh a a wendy's is being knocked down uh to yes. make room for a coffee shop right where's that at that's uh in westport plaza um so the wendy is going to wendy's is going to be torn down um the mcmahon group which operates the plaza manages it uh confirmed that with us but they would not confirm what was taking that wendy's place um but we came across a permit for a seven bruise mm-hmm. that is set to go in that space yeah. Uh, if anybody's not familiar with Seven Brews, it's the uh, it's a double drive-through uh, coffee shop, uh, no uh, indoor seating. Yeah. Uh, but it's the <laughs> ones where it's more of a, a coffee stand. Yeah, a coffee stand. Yeah, <laughs> it's the ones where the a crane just basically brings the restaurant in and drops it yeah. in the middle yeah. of a parking lot. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a metal trailer kind yeah. of situation. So, so uh, yeah, not exactly healthy news, but you're getting rid of a, a fast food place, so maybe a little bit <laughs> yeah. healthier. Yeah, was, it depends on, uh, you know, your view on how bad caffeine is for you, I guess. So, uh, Michael, did you go to a Seven Brews one time before they did a drop-in, or were you just invited? I can't remember I was that. invited. I uh, didn't actually. I went to a Seven Brews, but they had already done the drop-in. Oh, okay. Because I couldn't do it, uh, go the day that they were yeah. dropping it in. And I didn't realize that they were literally dropping it <laughs> yeah, in yeah. until afterwards when they showed me the pictures. Yeah, yeah. They're like actually – and I guess that's why they're – I mean, I don't know the state of this Wendy's, but, uh, you know, they wouldn't put it in a Wendy's. They, they, yeah. It's a stand. So yeah, just they only run. need a hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so, Michael, another story here. Um, speaking of pizza takeovers, Parlor – has a new location coming in. Now, I can't remember. This has been a week or so, but um, they're taking are, are they're taking space in the old Falls City on what street? Was it Liberty Street? Yeah, it's 901 East Liberty Street. And it's one of those situations where the owners don't really want to say what's happening because yeah. <laughs> they said it's going to be a partnership, but basically parlors running <laughs> Yeah, so Fall City's going away though. It sounds uh, like. no, the all the Fall City stuff is all is going to stay. Oh, okay, but all the employees are going to be parlor employees. Okay, um, so um, 
Parlor and, and Fall City uh, had done some collaborations yeah. on uh, like uh, some craft brews and uh, some wine because the same company owns a 502 Winery. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the parlor owner, Don Robinson, wanted to be closer to Nulu, mm-hmm. which he kept saying was Nulu, even though it's technically Phoenix Hill. I was going to say, it's the street over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like. But isn't but, Nulu technically Phoenix Hill? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> they negotiate with the Phoenix Hill Neighborhood Association. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Phoenix Hill, when I did that web story, Phoenix Hill people were. Um, uh, complaining that they were getting erased and yeah. it was all becoming Nulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, because instead of saying it's in Phoenix Hill, they would say it's on the edge of Nulu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's very hip to say you're in Nulu. So. Well, even in Butchertown, which is like a hip neighborhood yeah, by it, itself, yeah, no. like people will say, oh, it's like by Nulu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Nulu has gotten such yeah. a reputation. I mean, it's it's if you're marketing, I guess, that you just, if you're near there, you got to say Nulu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that Don, uh, that I went there uh, when they were doing some renovations, but he said he's going to keep up all the uh, signage and stuff from Fall City. They're still going to offer all the Fall City beers, but Fall City only had like four or five employees. Yeah. And then they had, uh, before, it started out with Banditas mm-hmm. was their food partner. And then I don't know if they tried to do it themselves for a while. But the Parlor is hiring uh, up to 50 people. Wow. And they're doing some renovations. Um, the space is kind of split up. There was like a walkway where you go from the uh, Fall City to the food to the court. Food, yeah. And... Uh, Don said eventually they're going to just close that in. Yeah. So yeah. I've been to that Fall City, and I didn't realize that they had a kitchen. I think I just was there. Yeah. To, I had a, a beer or two. But, um, yeah, that's what he had to enlarge the kitchen to make it work for yeah. them. But, this is a, you know, I did the story on El Mundo closing their Frankfurt Avenue mm-hmm. <laughs> location indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> Which it sounds kind of like clothes but yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess well well the thing with fall city is i'm you know i like that brand like it went away for a long time and yeah. then it got revived in like the 2010s or something i can't remember exactly yeah. when that happened but yeah. um so it's I, I guess it's good it's sticking around and parlor is also a local brand um and it's taken over the world yeah. as far as we can tell right uh Oh, yeah, and they're starting a franchise, and uh, they're going to start announcing seeing franchise agreements. Uh, oh, really? Uh, Don didn't want to give me details because it, you know, better to have more than one story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, but um, uh, about Fall City, I was going to say my um, wife's grandfather uh, retired from Fall City, mm-hmm. And one day she got a call. He had disappeared. He hadn't driven a car in years. Mm-hmm. And one day nobody could find him. And he had gotten out his car and gone to a bar to try the new Fall City. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he said he hated it because it wasn't the same. <laughs> it wasn't the same. It was like, like <laughs> it wasn't the same recipe. It was a lager type beer back then. And now it's like, like several different beers. But, but. you know, his priorities is not going to drive for <laughs> anything. Except the Fall, Fall City. City. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard a lot of like older people who are around with the original Fall City talk about how they don't like the new uh, Fall City. But 
I think it's cool to revive a, a, an old Louisville brand. I was growing up, and I, the only reference I'd ever seen of Fall City was on the Outlook Inn, I think, in the Highlands, and they had the sign that said Fall City Beer. And, like, it didn't exist at the time. They just, like, it was just still hanging there from back when Fall City Beer did exist. And then, uh, then an entrepreneur got the idea to bring that brand back, I guess, you know, for nostalgia reasons. Yeah. So, um, interesting story there. We've written on a few times over the years. Uh, this isn't a restaurant story, but I'm throwing it on there anyway, Haley. Dog Treat Bakery. It's a restaurant for dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, There's I don't more think it's dining, but... <laughs> you know, catering to dog. You got Dog Park Bar. You got uh, this right. Dog Treat Bakery. So. I mean, with those of us who don't have kids and just dogs, yeah. <laughs> they, I, I they like got to get our though. money somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if my dog wasn't a spaz, I would bring her to Me too. Uh, my dog is also a spaz. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is Three Dog Bakery, um, and it's moving from Chinoweth Square Shopping Center to um, Westport Village. And I think it was the headline on this story that like really sold it for people, um, which I wrote it, so I'll take credit. So but you're like, yes. It was <laughs> part of what we do at Business First is try to give people incentive to click on the, the story yeah. and see what it's all about. So the headline was St. Matthew's business moving to Westport village. And everyone wants to know which St. Matthew's business is moving. Um, it's a dog treat bakery, which apparently does a really good business. I read about its franchise and I think the average store volume is like almost $900,000. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot for dog treats. Yeah, and uh, they bake them in-house. Bake them in-house, and they have um, packaged products as well that um, I've seen in stores. I've seen yeah. in, like, Feeder Supply and I think Walmart as well. So Yeah, my uh, my dog, um, we sometimes buy them these locally baked dog treats uh, called Wiggle Wow, um, and she loves them. So I think these, like, baked fresh dog treats, I think they love them. So um, I don't know what the ingredients are. I've never really looked, but um, my wife bought them, so I don't really <laughs> really know the backstory. I just know my dog loves them. My so. dog will eat almost anything except uh, raw potatoes and, oh, really? and watermelon are the only two things that I found that he won't eat. So I always assume that, like, yes, he probably likes dog treats, but he just likes He likes food. everything. Right. Yeah. My dog won't. She's picky, but uh, but... Yeah, if we find something she likes, we're, we're excited about it. So, um, All right, let's see here. Switching gears, we, we, we'll go on to a few other topics that aren't restaurants here. It's just kind of a uh, roundup of recent news that we have had. And, uh, Joel, I'll go to you with this story. It looks like there's some student housing <laughs> Excuse me, student. <laughs> Got some Bardstown going yeah, yeah. on. You can take a boy out of Bardstown, <laughs> but you can take Bardstown out of a boy. Uh, you got some student housing yes. uh, going up near Jefferson Community and Technical College. Yeah, I thought this was pretty cool, especially for a commuter school like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, going into the uh, building at 2nd and Broadway, uh, where the Barnes & Noble is, right across from the, the double-decker McDonald's. Uh, 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 architectural firm Look and Harley filed a request last week for the construction of uh, 62 housing units inside the building, uh, which is nine stories. Uh, but they're actually planning on selling the building once these permits are approved to a company out of Las Vegas um, that's called Q3 uh, Student Partners. And they've got a few other developments around the country that are mostly out west. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of their concept is they build these uh, housing units and they just charge a flat fee for each student a year includes all your utilities and and that's like cool that, that yeah. makes it easier mm -hmm. for students yeah i think it's like 72 
$100 a year. Yeah. For And I think usually the idea is they pay it up front and they can use their financial aid if they need to yeah. to pay that. Um, they also have, uh, Q3 has advisors that live in the building with the students to mentor yeah. uh, the students. I guess I don't know if that includes some tutoring or what that is, but uh, pretty cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you say, you don't you don't see a community college get a lot of student yeah. housing. So. Especially in a downtown area. Yeah. I mean, um, we're trying to get more, you know, when the city's trying, trying to, get to get more, more housing to, downtown. So. Yeah. To move downtown. Yeah. Yeah. And JCTC is doing a lot of changes to make it more like a traditional campus. I had done a story last year where they were doing $90 million uh, in uh, redevelopment, and uh, part of it was building a quad mm-hmm. uh, for students to hang out yeah. and then doing a new science building. Yeah, I was going to say a couple and, of new buildings. And a parking structure. Yeah, so. yeah also uh, needed downtown. Yeah. Near JCTC, there's not yeah. a lot of parking. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's all part of the Lumid district, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so the changes. That's sort of like the entrance to Lumid, like when you get off 65 that's what you see yeah that's there now but um i mean they're still going to have the problem of the homeless people hanging out on uh, first street yeah and there's some other that's that's right by that thorntons there yeah 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 i live not far away so (laughs) yeah i've been i've been past there yeah it's uh there's a lot of big homeless camp there so uh that's you know yeah, I don't want to get into the yeah. entire plan there, but I mean, there is some development on the uh, the goodwill front to uh, to kind of address the homelessness issue in near Lumed. Yeah. Um, I know you don't have that story pulled up, so I won't make you go yeah. over the details <laughs> yeah. of that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I interviewed the head of the um, Volunteers of America. They're going to take over the uh, community campus. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, Breckenridge. Mm-hmm. Did I say good? Did I say goodwill? It's volunteers. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, all right. Uh, well, moving on. Uh, another uh, business story here. You wrote this week, Michael. I like this a lot. It seemed like a really sim- sentimental uh, story about Thomas Car Wash and the family behind it and yeah. them selling uh, to get out of the business. But it answered a big question for me. It's like, why is there so many damn car washes? Um, well, now you, your story yeah. provided the yeah. answer, yeah. Uh, and it was. I'll, I'll let you take yeah. it from there. So yeah, Thomas uh, Car Wash. Uh, it was the first automatic car wash in the city. Started in uh, 1946, mm-hmm. and it's been a family car wash. They had f- uh, five locations, but I talked to uh, one of the owners, uh, Alex Thomas, and. Uh, he said uh, venture capital got involved in the business, and that's why car washes are going up on every corner, mm-hmm. and mom, mom and pop companies like his are getting squeezed. So they sold uh, three of their five locations to Whistlewash, which is a bigger company that has 115 mm-hmm. uh, units. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting about the uh, the private equity or the venture capital getting into car washes. I guess they're seen as a really sound investment because you don't have uh, employees, uh, or at least yeah, don't yeah, have a lot of employees. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just all just like <laughs> uh, passive income. Yeah, I know, I know when I I uh, was writing about Colonial Gardens that uh, the Underhills tried to make a deal with the owner of the car wash next to them. Yeah. 
um, to have parking there. And at one time they wanted to buy it and he won a million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, he must be really be making money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, when I see like private equity get involved, it's like private, like private equity, they want to make money and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but then you end up with stuff like a car wash or two on every corner. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's a double edged sword when you see uh, private equity get involved in a business like that. So uh, interesting. And, and it's a good story about a family business in Louisville and kind of how they moved on. You talked about how they, uh, you know, they uh, talk about it at Thanksgiving. It's like the, the <laughs> thing they, you know, they grew up, there's 10 cousins uh, that were involved in the business. So it, it was a good story. I liked it. Well, and one more point I was just going to make about a car wash on every corner is there are only like s- certain markets in the U.S. that have such a reliance on their own vehicles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like in Louisville, of course, we have yeah. 4,500 car washes <laughs> because everyone has to drive everywhere um, to get to the places they want to go. So like cities like New York, probably zero car washes. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, I, I would hope so. <laughs> they probably get them too, but not in like the, the, uh, the areas we get them. I, I remember I lived in, uh, near Hikes Point. I lived in, near J-Town and I would go through Hikes Point a lot. And there's like a stretch there where it's just car wash, car wash, car wash. So. Well, and people in face on Facebook, I read all of our Facebook comments are always like, Oh, that's just what we needed. Another car wash or, that's what we needed, another taco place. Um, I, there are only so many new businesses that people can come up with, number one. But self-storage has also been one yes, of those yeah, complaints. Yeah. But self-storage, again, is passive income. Like, private equity can invest in this, have limited overhead and, like, employees or whatever, and make a bunch of money because everybody needs to store their stuff. Yeah, and it and it just it totally fits with our consumer culture of mm-hmm. always buying more and more stuff. Do you have no place to put this stuff? So now you have to rent a place <laughs> to put the stuff. So, right. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, self-storage is the, uh, it's like the, per- the perfect uh, end-all, be-all of capitalism. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. On Got that, deep there. <laughs> I did. I, I think a lot about this uh let's see Haley. on the last note here speaking of good capitalism and private equity uh and people with money you wrote about the most expensive home sold in the uh in the louisville area last year and how much did it go for it went for 4.3 million dollars so in another city they would probably laugh at at that number right because other cities like like thinking about san francisco or like just some of these other areas like two million dollar homes are like the norm or something yeah, yeah. like the average um but in louisville 4.3 million is a lot of money um it was a shelby county estate um that was originally like over 110 acres and they split it up but they sold a different property like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and they sold this main property the main estate um in december making it the biggest um residential real estate transaction of 2023 so really cool house um it has a log cabin built into the wall like there's a log cabin it's the house is built around this log cabin so like the original walls of the 1700s era log cabin are in this house wow it's really interesting i haven't seen anything like it yeah yeah, um, and uh, we got a story about that. I'll link um, a link to it, and it's got some photos, I think. So right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is it. Uh, that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, and Joel had to step out here, so we'll go around the room and share social media handles. Um, Haley, I'll start with you. You can find me on 
x at bf lou haley or on linkedin under my name haley cawthon and michael where can people find you i'm on x at bf lou michael and on linkedin under my name all right and you can find me on linkedin as well under my real name david a man if you like this podcast you can find it on popular podcasting services such as apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and radio public if you really super like this podcast we're still looking for that sponsor get in touch with our advertising manager doug james at the email account djames at bizjournals.com he can give you some more information on that Uh, Thank you very much, Joel. Thank you, Haley. Thank you, Michael. Thank you guys for listening to us at home. And we will see you next time. Bye.